Hello. And welcome to the PlayStation Report episode 47, I think. Uh, I'm your co-host, Tyler Loy, here with the Asian sensation, Franklin Sizemore. How you doing? How you doing? No, how you doing? I'm doing all I right. I asked first. Oh, oh. You know, you, 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 it's episode 47, and you missed the Agent 47 thing yeah. you could have done there. I did. That's because I, I didn't play Hitman last year. Oh. He's not oh, on my mind. Dang. Sorry. Man. Well, you know, you got a chance. Uh, the I think the retail copy just came out. Yeah. If you want to go go grab that shit, you can you can try it. I I I, I did. Mm. I will check it out. All right. Well. So what's up? You know, just um. Now I'm. I'm not sure if this took place last week, but I am now working the administrative assistant job as, on top of my uh, programming and systems admin job. Mm. So, yeah. Nice. That's, that's fun, doing other people's jobs, because I can't hire someone to you yeah. know, fill a position. So I have to fill multiple positions. And you don't get paid twice as much. Nope. I don't even get appreciated twice as much. Yeah. Fuck that, man. That doesn't sound fun. That just sounds like a whole load of shit. It is a whole load of shit. It's a shit potato. Very much with so. real shitty sour cream on it. And no cheese. Nothing. That's just not a good baked potato. I mean, it's just a potato. I don't know. What's the best baked potato? The best What's baked a... potato? I mean, I... Dude, you just got into a whole thing now. <laughs> dude, the past couple of weeks, I've been having, like, a lot of baked potatoes because they're just super easy to make. Yeah. And uh, I can just put it in the oven for and forget about it for, like, an hour. So, yeah, I've been, I've been experimenting with the uh, baked potatoes. Um... I really like cheese and bacon on it. Yeah. Sharp cheddar cheese. Yes. That's the best type of cheese. Just melt some shit on that. Oh, my God. Dude. Incredible. I could, I'd kill a man for a baked potato. I like putting uh, salt and pepper on it, of course. Yeah. Some, I tried one thing. Garlic. Hmm. Never had that. Yeah, if you... Uh, so basically, when I when I make my baked potato, I like I stab some holes in it so the air can escape, or as it like as it bakes in the oven so it doesn't explode. But it's like with I usually rub it down with some oil. But now I've been adding a little bit of garlic in with that oil. Ooh! Oh man! Sounds yummy. Yeah, that was very yummy. Very good. I if you went s- alternatively. You could, instead of just using butter, you can just slather it with garlic butter. Oh, oh man. Put some cream there cheese and chives on there. Yeah? Woo! That sounds like a good baked potato. Yeah, man. Ooh. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings the other day with some people from work for lunch. Buff- I mean, we have one, like, literally right down the road from us. Got a burger. Had lettuce, tomato, onion on it. You know, the essentials. Yes. And then it had cheese curds on it. 
Two. Oh, man. They're just like little tiny baby mozzarella sticks. They're really good. I mean, it's not good for you, but mm, that was a tasty burger. Made me happy. If anyone watching the video is wondering what I'm doing when I'm leaning back here, it's I'm adjusting the levels on the mixer. And you prob- you're probably hearing it. But that's what I'm doing. Oh. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Video games. Video that's games. That's what we're here to talk yeah. about. Yeah. How- yeah. Yeah. Video games. Not baked potatoes or buffalo wild wings. Although, I mean. Those are some essential things. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what you been playing? I've been playing that Resident Evil 7. Me too. I've been doing it in VR, which you haven't, because you don't no. own VR. No, I don't. So let's just talk a little bit about Resident Evil 7 here. Um, let's do it. I was sick, so I couldn't do long sessions in VR. Um, yeah, so that, w- that was unfortunate. So I'm only, like, I'm not sure how far you are in the game, but uh, I just got through the greenhouse. I am not. I am two hours into it. Okay, I'm about four. Okay. I'm to the point where the game kind of opens up a little bit more. Just found a puzzle piece, spun it around a little bit, opened up a wall. Mm. That's where I'm at. Oh, okay, I getcha. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of decided to randomly buy this game because I'm like, you know, it looks good. I want to play it. But I want to experience this game with somebody else. So me and one of our buddies has been playing through it together. You know, we just kind of pass the controller back and forth. It's actually a lot of fun to play that way. And we're not doing it, you know, because we're just fucking babies. It's just actually really fun to do it that way. Just to, you know, solve puzzles together or, you know, have those jump scare type moments together. Uh, I was actually less scared, I think, than, than our buddy who actually watches horror movies a lot. I was a little bit confused, but we had a good conversation about, like, to me, there's just such a huge difference between watching a horror movie and playing a horror game. Mm -hmm. Because when you watch a horror movie, you know, you're just kind of taking it in, and you can, you know, you, you watch the characters on screen, and you're like, I know you shouldn't go through that door. Don't do it. Don't do it. But... In a horror game, you know you need to go down that hallway. You know something bad's going to happen, yet you force yourself to do it. So it just feels different. Because it's like, you know, in real life, I might just fucking run and get the hell out of here and, you know, fuck this. But because it's a game, you know, your mind changes a little bit. You force yourself to do it. So so you just get a little bit creeped out a little bit easier, I think. Um, I mean... Horror games are good. Horror games are so much more enticing than horror movies to me. But that's just me. Oh man, I mean, I think the thing that makes it special is that it's a horror game in first person. Like third person yeah. horror, I don't find that scary. Like to right. me, it just isn't scary when you see the character on screen and you're like, oh. But when it yeah. like puts you through the eyes of the character, especially mm-hmm. in VR, it is terrifying. That's that's what I was thinking. Like. I think the opening hour of the game is pretty strong and there's some genuinely really creepy things going on. Especially though, if you didn't play the demo, 
So I played that demo they put out around E3. So the very opening, maybe 20 or 30 minutes of the game, I kind of knew everything that was going to happen. So I was like, yeah, this kind of stinks. But uh, the whole time I was thinking like, man, I cannot imagine playing this in VR. Like, oh my goodness. Like you're just walking down the hallway and something fucking barrels through the wall. It's like, oh my God, that's probably creepy as hell. Uh, the garage moment. Yeah. In How VR, that, that in was... VR? Whew. That that made me jump out of my seat, and I was like, yeah. "Oh fuck this! Fuck this! Fuck this!" So, I mean, not spoiling too much, but there's a boss fight in the garage, which is, you know, early in the game. But how are the boss fights in VR? Because I heard some people saying it's it's a little bit challenging. Yeah, they're they're a little tough in VR. Um, so. The one, the real challenging thing is like aiming the gun with your head. That's like it's not nearly as precise as doing it like with just sticks. It's difficult to aim, difficult to like get your bearings, like turning mm. quickly and all that stuff. Sprinting to opposite to the opposite side of the room and then turning around to see where they're at. It's yeah. just, and it's just scarier in VR, which makes it that much harder like when you're not able to think because you're like holy shit holy shit this sucks this is this is horrible so are you trying to do literally the whole thing in vr yes okay it is oh man i've done a couple more boss fights and they one of them is really terrifying because you get pulled around and stuff Mm. and in vr that's like really disorienting yeah i can imagine I like the um, the tapes that you can find. Yes. And put in a recorder, get some backstory, and actually learn more of the layout of the house. I think is pretty damn cool. I like those those moments. They can be super intense. Super super intense. Um, I think it's cool. I. I mean, you move rather slow. I think that's kind of intentional. Um. Personally, though, I think the game looks like fucking washed up ass. Although, like, you're inside the house, and, you know, it, it the game doesn't look the best. And I think it kind of works when you're inside. But, man, when you're outside, that beginning of the game, I thought that was just brutal to look at, to be honest with you. It just, it looked so washed out and everything. I was like, oh, man, this just... It's not look good, but once you get inside, it 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 kind of pays off a little bit. Mm. Definitely could have looked prettier. Yeah, I like it though. I, I mean, when it gets to the more classic Resident Evil feel of exploration and finding shit, I think that's when the game really starts to shine. You yeah. know what I mean? Solving puzzles that that's just fun, for sure. Yeah, I think I think it like really ramps up when you, once you like get to the basement and start fighting some of the like common enemy not like not the mm-hmm. family members but like some of the common enemies like that's when it starts ramping up because then you're like oh shit these things could be anywhere. Yeah. Just about to be there. Mm. That's basically where I'm at. Um shit. Let's go say one more thing. Oh. I find this game to be kind of addictive too because it's like i mean because we were playing for like two hours and we're like okay let's just do this and stop okay but that happened 
but I really want to see what's over here. Let's go over here. All right, this is the last thing we're going to do. Then we're going to run back to the safe room. Oh, no, fuck. Let's see what happens here. And then we just keep going. It's like you really have to, at least so far to me, in the first two hours, like really have to force yourself to stop even though you don't want to, which I think is a good sign. I don't know. I, I, I really like the boss battles. Like, that first boss battle is the most boring boss battle you'll have. Oh, really? Like, all the other ones are, like, so much better. At least Wait. I think. I think. Like, they're they're more difficult. They're challenging. They have more things to do in the environment other than whatever the hell that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, um, yeah. It's a good game so far. Uh, it's a game I'm looking forward to playing. A lot more of, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm hoping that it'll it'll stand tall. You know, it's yeah. one of the better games of the year for sure. Rumor has it it isn't selling very well. It yeah it it apparently is sold like two two and a half million copies, which is way below Resident Evil Five and Six, and forced Capcom's stock to plunge a little bit and. I don't know, man. Two and a half million copies. Most games would fucking kill to sell that that much. To me, it just comes off as a Tomb Raider situation from a few years ago. Of mm-hmm. like, our game has sold five million copies, but that fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, like, come on, man. Keep your expectations expectations in check. And I think it's selling two and a half million copies is pretty damn good because Resident Evil Six. You know, turned a lot of people off. So it, uh, it it plunged in terms of you know its status because of that game and because of the, the direction it was going. So I think, and I feel like this game's going to be more of a a slow burn when people realize like, oh, this is kind of the Resident Evil we've been wanting for a really long time, and it's actually really good. I'll, I'll check it out, type mm-hmm. of thing, you know. I just think a lot of people are in the wait-and-see mode for this game. House is gross, though. Fucking disgusting. Oh, it's fucking disgusting, it's filthy. Dude. Oh, my God, how do you live like that? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even get it. Oh, man. Like, in the beginning, when when uh, you first run into the family. Yeah, when you're sitting at the table. It's like... Oh, you people eat the worst shit. What are you even eating? God. It's like, I don't even want to look in the refrigerators or the drawers or anything yeah, but to you like, do. find stuff. You... Yeah. Because it, it's like, this is just so gross. I don't even want to know what's in here. Like, but I was messing damn. around. Like, I was looking around. Like, there was this container I could pick up and open. And I was like, all right, I wonder what's in here. And it's just full of fucking maggots. And I'm oh. like, oh, God, that is disgusting. Could you yeah. not? Come on, Capcom. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a fucking gross game. And I'm just like, how does this family live? You know? Hmm. How's nobody just come out and buy you and blow the shit out of this place? Like, holy crap. Hmm. I guess because when everybody does go there, they just get fucking murdered. Or other things happen to them that you'll soon realize. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, other than that, I haven't really played much else. Like, I, of course, I'm always returning to Stardew Valley now, building that farm out. I'm a multi-millionaire. 
<laughs> um, I played a little bit of Rocket League, some Overwatch as always. Just, you know, the staples. Yeah. I played uh, a lot of Overwatch the other night. And, you know, we go on about this game a lot, so I, I won't say too much about it. But we'll say, played a... The team I was on, we were rolling, dude. I'm not joking. We probably won like 12 out of 16 matches all night. We played, we won like four or five matches of the capture the flag in a row. I mean, it was insane. We were just kicking ass. It was awesome. Um, we won our, I believe it was our final match we needed to get our third loot box for the week. Basically, in the, the year of the rooster, capture the flag, think for Overwatch. If you're down 2 0, it's over, pretty much. I mean, most teams will just play defense. But, dude, I'm not kidding you. We scored three times in less than a minute. And the last thing came in overtime. I bet that team felt like shit. It was unbelievable. It was by far the best capture flag match I played because we were just kind of. We had our chances, but we were blowing it, and then they got two really early scores, and we're just like, fuck. But we kept wearing them down. We got one score. All right, cool. At least we're not getting shut out. Then we got another one really quick, and we're like, dude, I mean, this is just our moment because we were just fucking kicking ass. I was playing as Hanzo, ran up to their flag, used my alt to keep him out. Genji grabbed the flag. It was overtime, and off we win. It was amazing. Sounds good, man. Sounds really good. Yeah, mm. and uh, your brother joined. Oh. What'd and... that little shit do? <laughs> well, the first thing he said to us was, I'm going to check my schedule to see if how belligerently junk I can get right now. And that was a thing that happened. <sighs> and there were some very crazy things that happened that you probably saw in our group chat through the text. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was just one of those moments where you, you kind of just go, I did not even expect my night to end up like this at all. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Shame, 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 <laughs> shame. Yeah. Uh, Let's 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 work Anyways. into the 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 show here. Let's 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 get this show let's on the road. It. Every week I we'd like to played, cover news. I haven't played anything else other than Overwatch, really. So in Resident Evil. So yeah, let's dive into the news. There's a lot of like small shit this week. Is it time uh, for rapid fire? Yeah, we can just kind of rapid fire a lot of this stuff. So Sony shipped 9.7 million PlayStation 4s in the last quarter on track to reach 60 million by the uh, the end of their fiscal year, March 2017. Um, just 6.2 million PS4s were sold alone during the holiday time. Oh. Um, worldwide sales are up to 53.4 million. Total shipments stand at 57.1 million. Um so yeah, I mean, holy shit, man! They shipped just about as many 
PS4s in one quarter than the Wii U has sold its entire life on the market. That's just that just really can put into perspective how poorly the Wii U sold. Um, but anyways, I mean, that's just ain't crazy to me. Um, I, I think just next year, probably, the PS4 will surpass the PS3. Or it'll be pretty damn close. I mean, the PS3 sitting around, what, 80 to 83 million, maybe? I mean, it'll be pretty damn close if they... If they keep going like this, there's a lot of big games launching next year on the system that I think can really push push some fucking units, man. And then the system just keeps getting cheaper, more affordable for people. It's awesome. And all those SKUs. You got the, yeah. that OG PS4, that Slim, that PS4 Pro. Pro. I, I would like to see a little bit more detailed numbers, though, and just see, like... How many pros have been sold? I, I feel like, you know, if it sold well, Sony would have said. Um, but it, it's just an interesting thing. And also, I mean, how many PSVRs are sold? That yeah. That's actually more interesting to me. But this is also, it's up about, you know, 1.3 million over last year at this time. So PS4 continuing to grow, man. Oh, it's good yes. signs. Good signs for the industry though yeah let's talk about uh, final fantasy let's do it final, final fantasy, fantasy 15 15 let's get okay. a chapter 13 update it's getting fixed you'll be able to play as gladio for a little bit yeah um, and there's dlc coming out march 28th episode gladio that you can play and also, it's getting PS4 Pro support February 21st. It's getting a lot of stuff. What do you make of this? I like it. They keep adding on to it. Um, I'm really I like the update that's coming in February, which is actually this month. I just realized that January is over. Yes, it is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, Increasing the level cap, doing some more quests and stuff. I like how they're trying to do like kind of timed events and stuff around it. They're providing persistent support for this game. It's not just centered around all the DLC drops. Yeah. It's good. But yeah, if you have been holding off on completing Final Fantasy XV or even playing it because of that Chapter 13 that people have said is bad, well... Yeah, you have a target date now. What did you make of Chapter 13? Did you like it? Um, I I didn't really mind it all that much. It was a little bit slower than I'd like and took took a long time. But uh, I felt like there was... Thematically, it, it, it changed tone in a way that I liked. I liked the tone of Chapter 13. It's just like the gameplay itself didn't like lend itself to being fun for that amount of time yeah that, that that's that's my thing too it's just it was fucking way too long and it got away from what made the game fun and that's you know the heart of final fantasy 15 is its combat and it just took it in a fucking dumb direction that to me was unneeded Although i'm all for changing the tone and and you know the the story implications of that chapter 
I think are fine. It's just the gameplay. I was like, fucking when does this end? It's driving me crazy. So what, what I don't like is that like there are some people out there who have described it as a stealth mission or a or a jump scare horror kind of thing, and it's not. Yeah. No, it isn't. You can easily just blow through anything that catches you, except like yeah. that big iron giant thing. You just run past it, but mm-hmm. like there's nothing scary or stealthy about that chapter. Yeah. At first, I tried to do it stealth, and then I got caught, and then I'm just like, fuck this. And every time I ran into the enemies there, I just... And once you get the sword, it's not even a problem at all. Yeah, but it takes a while to get to that point, which kind of stinks. So, but but it's good that they're, you know, fixing it and updating it. So, I imagine, give it six months, and this will be a much better game, I feel, than what we played initially. Which is good. Mm. Tell me about the Elder Scrolls Online. Yo, the Elder Scrolls Online is getting a big expansion. It's come, It's returning to Morrowind. Going to that place called Vardenfell. You might know about it if you've played the Elder Scrolls Morrowind. Yeah, it's a whole new area with a new story. There's going to be new trial. There's going to be a new trial. Some uh, more arena pvp which this is which elder scrolls online has been lacking arena pvp is a lot of fun small teams like 6v6 pvp kind of stuff Mm. um but yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun just a new area like a new story they're actually bringing in an entire new class to the game called the warden which is going to focus based on like uh sort of like a druid it's like nature-based magic it's gonna be fun Wow. Sounds cool. It is June going to be 6th. a paid expansion. Did they say how much? Um, I don't think they said how much. If I had to get... There are collector's editions out there going out for like 40 and $60. Um, but I would go as far to say as the most they can just price the digital version itself is probably about like $30 is the highest I could see them pricing it but i expect like a more reasonable 15 to 20 dollar yeah that seems like it it makes sense this is the biggest expansion for this game yet right yes and it it seems like with elder scrolls online that they're making some good steps to keeping the player base around keeping them engaged and you know getting new players in you know their one tamriel update I think was pretty popular and good. And then Morrowind, I mean, just tug at everybody's nostalgia for a little while. And what I will say is that I'm really excited for player housing to drop this month. Yeah, you're going to be able to build your own house, decorate it the way you want. Sweet. Mm. It's neat. Sounds very Stuff like that that keeps people around when they have something like they can build on. It doesn't yeah. matter, like, how high a level or something on. You can, like, build something yeah. to show progress. I agree. Very cool. Um, there's a whole bunch of EA information that we can go about. Yeah. First of all, I'm sure you all were looking forward to it, but NBA Live got delayed. Sorry to tell you. NBA Live pushed back to fall 2017 to create something truly innovative and disruptive in the marketplace. Okay. Um, Of course, 
Madden NFL 18 will be a thing, but it's going to be using um, the Frostbite engine from Dice, which is that's a fucking great engine. Yes, so that's pretty cool. Which I will note that uh, they already moved to the Frostbite for FIFA 17, and it worked out just fine for that game. Yeah, there you go. And uh, FIFA 18, they confirmed, will still be having a story mode. So it's very cool, too. Uh, Need for Speed. There's going to be a new Need for Speed game um, with a 2018 release window. Um, So they just said it'll have an online multiplayer focus. So we'll see what that's about. Um, I, I think it's a good thing that they're giving Need for Speed some space. To me, that's a franchise that never needed to be a yearly franchise. Um, but it's glad I'm glad that they just they're giving it every couple years, letting them build upon something and, and create new things. Um, so there you go. There's also going to be a new UFC game next year. BioWare also has a new IP that is launching before March, the end of March 2018. Mm. That I did not expect. It's going to be a match three mobile game. (laughs) Oh, man, if it was, that'd be crazy. But they I mean, they did say that that the game's going to be online multiplayer action type of stuff that'll keep players connected it'll be an action game not an rpg yeah like i I wonder if it'll have rpg elements but that's not the focus it's not what bioware is known for um a lot of people are saying that you know they're going to try to create their own destiny or division of having an online multiplayer game that keeps you connected all the time and keeps you coming back all the time which i could see happening i mean bioware doesn't have anything really like that you play their games for 50 hours and then you bounce i don't know a a lot of people are like well that's not bioware if it's not an rpg and like i get that they're the best at making rpgs they're one of the best and but i mean let them make something new. If it fucking fails, then it fails. They know they fucking shouldn't do it. You know? Why not? And it's a new IP. Always say yes to new IP. Yes. Doesn't happen a lot. Especially when like you have a company so successful that has like these pillars of IPs. Mass Effect yeah. and Dragon Age. It's rare to see them branch out and do new stuff. They usually, like, a studio like that either goes off to publish their own games or just keeps at it with uh, their own publisher just doing their own stuff. But, hey, good on them. Yeah, I agree. And the final thing is that they talked about Star Wars Battlefront 2, and they didn't call it actual battlefront 2 um but they said it'll span multiple eras of star wars it'll have new locations heroes and a single player campaign thank fuck hopefully it's good but it's dice dice is so hit or miss they can create something that's cool like the Battlefield Bad Company games or Battlefield 1, and then they just create hot, steaming piles of shit 
like Battlefield 3 and 4 on the campaign side. Um, so hopefully it's good. Oh, we'll man. See. I miss Bad Company 2. Yeah, me too. It's been seven years. I know. I would hope that they would go back to it. Or at least make this Battlefield game. Or make this Battlefront game like a comedy. Oh, yeah. Like, why why can't you have a Star Wars comedy? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be neat. I'm excited to see what the next Battlefront can be. I, I, I mean... Battlefront 1 was fun, but it got old after a while. And But there's a good foundation there. You know, the Frostbite engine is just fucking fantastic. It looked great. It played pretty okay, uh, but there's a lot that they could build upon, especially on the multiplayer side, to be honest with you. Because um, there was really only one, maybe two modes that were great. But we'll see. The spanning multiple errors thing is is interesting because that's another thing about Battle, the first Battlefront, is it just stuck with the original trilogy, which, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff there, but there's a lot of cool stuff in the prequels, too, whether, you know, people don't fucking like the prequels, but let's be real. There are some fucking cool characters and in, in locations there that they could have used, so hopefully they bring the prequels in, maybe dabble in the original trilogy with anything that they miss. Um, which I, I mean, I don't know. And, you know, you got to imagine that they would go forward with new stuff as well. You know, so the best thing that came out of the prequels was star Wars Republic commando. So if they could give yes. me some more of that co- content, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I wish they would make a Republic commando too, but hey, I wish respawn was making that actually, but whatever. They can make another Star Wars game. That's fine. But yeah, EA. They have stuff. Yeah, they I do. I think, I, you know, people were saying too, like, oh man, we kind of know everything they're going to be talking about at E3. They'll show BioWare's new IP, Battlefront 2, all their sports games and stuff. And, and I'm like, everybody's like, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm like, but it's EA. Don't get excited for EA's conferences, man. They just, they never pull them off well. Let's be real a little bit. So, yeah. And Speaking of another EA game. And another EA move. Yeah. Mass Effect Andromeda will have multiplayer, but it will not be supported with dedicated servers. Fuck that. Yeah. Peer-to-peer multiplayer is not the way to go. I know it's the cheaper way to go. <laughs> but, you know, in terms of player experience, it's not not the best way to go at all. They're just It creates a lot of issues and lag and all kinds of... So easy to shit. cheat on a peer-to-peer, too. Like, yeah. You can... Oh, man. Manipulating latency. Yeah. Uh so yeah, that that stinks. Every game should have dedicated servers, man. Just but then saying. again, it really depends what kind of multiplayer it is. Because if it is just like a a horde mode kind of thing, then maybe it doesn't matter so much. That's but true. But if it's competitive multiplayer, just totally fuck this. And I doubt yeah. it'll be competitive multiplayer. I bet it's just going to be like similar to what uh, Mass Effect Three did. Yeah. But uh. 
Hey. Does Call of Duty use dedicated servers? Um, I, I think they, they do. I think they do for their competitive playlists, like the ra- yeah. actual like ranked playlists. I'm not sure about like their like regular public stuff. Yeah, cause I I'm, I don't know if they do or not, but I know for a long time they didn't. I don't know if they still don't. I don't know. It's Activision. Got to keep that money rolling. Mm. Rocket League is getting some toys. Yeah, it is. I, I'm really excited for some toys. Tell me about them. So basically, Rocket League, and this isn't really games related, except that it's attached to the Rocket League name, but Cyanox uh, partnered with a toy company, Zag Toy? Zag? Something like that. They partnered with a toy company. They were coming out with little uh, pullback race cars. Like, just little dinky little pullback. They go forward, and it's all... They're just modeled after Rocket League cars, and I want them. Do they fly up in the air and shit? No, no, they don't. They don't. But if you attach a rocket to them, I'm sure they do. Well, you should fucking do that. Uh, yes, and I should make a video, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool if they made them, like, customizable somehow. Mm, like you can put a custom topper. Yeah. Custom wheels on there. Yeah. Get a flag. Yeah. Mm, I like where your head's at. I wish I liked where your head was at. <sighs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Unfortunately, I do. Oh, um, moving on. The Deus Ex franchise has been put on hold. Shocking. I am so shocked right now. You can probably tell by the inflection in my voice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so, yeah. Square Enix and Eidos Montreal have decided to put the Deus Ex franchise on hold. Eidos Montreal's is heavily rumored to be making the next Tomb Raider game. They also... Or making that Avengers game that we talked about next week with Crystal Dynamics. So Deus Ex has been put on hold, which I think is, you know, probably a smart move. Because, let's be real, Tomb Raider and fucking Avengers. I mean, that's going to sell way more. Square Enix is, you know, as much as they might like Deus Ex... I mean, that's a franchise for hardcore gamers. It's not going to fucking bring in all the cash in the world that they would want. Which sucks. Because yeah, also, I... apparently, from what I didn't play, but what, from what people say is like, Deus Ex Mankind Divided ended very abruptly and was like, yeah, there's going to be a third game. And then you might not get that third game for a really long time, which sucks. It does. Um, although I don't... Yeah, it, Deus Ex doesn't perform well. It's not a surprise that they put it on hold, especially with this deal with uh, Marvel. Like, If there's anything that's going to go, it's going to be Deus Ex. Um, it, it's a cool world, but not like it's not something that's really absolutely unique. There are a lot of other things things out there like not even just in games just other things out there that deal with the same themes that deus ex does yeah and deus ex doesn't do it in in a particularly special way um 
but hey. Still still sucks for the fans of Deus Ex, but uh yeah, I can't I, say it was a surprise. I, I just think it always kinda sucks with anything when you know the something is planned to be a trilogy or something yet and they can't really finish it. At least not in a timely fashion. You know? It's like uh George R. R. Martin writing the A Song of Ice and Fire books, you know? taking seven fucking years to put one album out, but whatever. You know? You're just waiting. You're waiting to see what happens next. But it just takes forever. I mean, you could just, like, not read them and then wait for them all to be out. That's true. But they might never all come out. It's getting well, old. Then, then was it really worth reading in the first place? Wouldn't you rather just not read a whole series than read a series that never gets completed? Yeah, probably. But hey, we can hope. Who knows? Uh I was gonna say one more thing. But I forget. But I mean, it's a pretty easy decision though. If someone says I have Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and an Avengers thing, you can only make two of them. What are you gonna make? You know, it's pretty obvious to me. Cause, you know, gotta make money. Put food on the table, man. So yeah, that that is a shitty thing. Zenimax Studios, it's a publisher. Owns Bethesda, owns ID, owns a lot of other companies. They bought another studio, Escalation Studios. They purchased them. Escalation Studios um, is known for kind of assisting other projects. Like Doom from last year. So that's cool. Um, they also developed a VR game. Please don't touch anything. So there you go. Yes. Um, yeah. We'll see if they uh, if they continue to just be helping out other studios or if they like work on their own thing. Yeah. Definitely. It'll be... Who knows? Somewhat related. Uh, Zenimax did win that suit. For, yes. Yes. Uh, against uh, Cormac and uh, yeah they got half a billion 500, dollars 500 million yeah yeah that's that's a that's lot a of money lot. yeah I mean that's a but I they mean, didn't even a... they didn't even nail them for the thing that they really wanted to go for they nailed them on like NDA rather than just a, a rather just a copy of the technology <laughs> so like they didn't get everything they wanted but they did find that uh Cormac did kind of release details he shouldn't have done. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a crazy case when you read about it and the details and everything and also the whole bit about Palmer and Lucky and stuff I, I find very interesting. Um, but hey, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And if it was kind of their property and it went elsewhere... And then became a big thing. You know? You kind of deserve that chunk of change. In a way. So, mm-hmm. I mean, good on them. $500 million. What do you what, what do you think they're going to do with $500 million? Uh, let me tell you what they're going to do. They're going to they're gonna go to their studios. And they're going to be like, uh, wait, no. They're just going to go to Bethesda Studios. And be like, yo, Elder Scrolls 6, make it happen faster. Yeah. <laughs> 
hire about 400 more people. We're going to get this game out next year. Oh, man. Ah, uh, yeah. That'd be cool. Or they're going to go to Arcane and be like, you can make it Dishonored 3. It's okay. Gonna It'll go just be the last one. Tango works. Be like, hey, look. We like the evil within. We like what you did there. Go make it better. Yeah. They're going to go to Wolfenstein people, machine games. And they're going to be like, hey, Wolfenstein's real good. Here's more money to make this game even better. Or they're going to really fuck up and be like, uh, hey, id, how can we make Doom a persistent multiplayer shooter like Destiny? Yeah. <laughs> or they're just going to tell id to make Doom 2. Even though there's already a Doom 2. Well, there's already a Doom. But there's you... two Dooms. Yeah, but there's a thing where you can make a Doom 2016 rather than a Doom 2 2019. Like, you can't... You can't sequelize... It's weird when you make sequels for a reboot. Like, yeah. And put try to use numbers for those sequels when there's already numbered sequels of the original. So what should Doom 2 be called? It should be called Doom... It, they should use Doom 2 subtitle, Doom Hell on Earth. Yeah. Or they just go, Doom. And it's just Doom, but longer. No, tomb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Kill me yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. You know, or they're going to go to Cinemax Online and be like, hey, keep making stuff for Elder Scrolls Online. How about we make a Skyrim expansion for Elder Scrolls Online? How do we make the Elder Scrolls into a MOBA? Because we already have a collectible card <laughs> game. We already have an MMO. How do we make a MOBA? Should make Doom into a MOBA. I mean, it's doable. You have all yeah. those demons. Yeah. That could be actually pretty fucking cool if done, right? I kind of want that yeah. now. I don't. I'm not going to lie. I don't Throw want that. in a nice card system like every game. Some loot crates like every game. I'd be like... Why not? Or they could just make the Quake game into an actual full Quake game rather than whatever multiplayer shit they're just going to shit out on PC. <laughs> yeah. Tell us how you really feel about that. I mean, I'd rather just have, like, a real Quake game. I would, too. But maybe some would say that Quake Champions is the real Quake game. Because it's just multiplayer. And it's fast. It's fucked up. Heavy breathing. Sigh. Real talk, when's Elder Scrolls fucking legends going to be a real video game i don't know they just Does keep, it take they keep adding long? things to the beta and the beta is so easy to get into it's already basically a full released game i just uh yeah does it take this long to make a fucking collectible card game just no just it doesn't it doesn't i mean it just can't be that crazy i'm they sure keep, there's a lot of balance they keep adding cards 
Instead of just like, alright, we have the balance for this number of cards, we're gonna put this game out, and if we have new cards to add, we'll just balance it as we go. Yeah. Rather than just adding batches of new cards. <laughs> it's ar- It already has enough content to be a full-ass collectible card game. It is competitive up there with uh, Hearthstone. It's like, it has the features needed to be a full-release game. They just need to get it out on Android and iOS. Mm-hmm. And then Vita. And then Vita, which they haven't said they're going to do, which I doubt they really are going to do, because yeah. it's really... A, it, there is single-player stuff, but a lot of the focus for these collectible card games is, of course, playing online against other people. Right. But hell, PlayStation has the Magic the Gathering games. That's true. Why the fuck not put some uh, Elder Scrolls Legends on there? Yeah. I think Blizzard should bring Hearthstone to PS4, but um, whatever. I feel like there could be an audience there for it. I think they're really like missing out on a lot of cash there, and that's really surprising considering that Activision really likes money. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Blizzard does too. They're just not as fucking dickheads about it. <sighs> Anyways, moving on to Ubisoft for a couple things here. For Honor... That comes out in like two weeks, but it's getting an open beta, February 9th to February 12th. It'll have elimination mode, which is a respawn-free round-based round-based best of five face-off. Jesus Christ. Between two teams of four. And there's other modes, too. But there you go. Are you going to check this out? That's, uh, wait, when is it? February 9th to 12th. 9th to 12th. I'll have to check my schedule. My schedule? My, yeah. My schedule. But, I don't know. I want to get in some of that, uh, new Digimon game, so we'll, we'll have to see. I want to finish Resident Evil 7 this week, like I said I was going to do last week. And jump into some Digimon. And then I'll see if I have time to check out this thing. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. But, like I've said before, I'm not too excited about this game personally. It just doesn't look like it'll be my thing. People are saying good things about it, though. So there you go. Um, And then in other Ubisoft news, Rainbow Six Siege is free for this weekend, February 2nd to the 5th. Check it out. Play that game, because it's a good fucking game. We really need to play more of that game. Yes, we do. I was actually thinking about that game the other day. I'm like, what do I want to play? Oh, yeah, there's Rainbow Six Siege. We should fucking play that. And I felt like playing it, but I'm like, there's nobody to play with. Nobody's on. So I'm like, fuck. Well, this stinks. But, yeah. Last bit of news here. The Last Guardian gets a permanent price cut to $40 instead of 60 So if you were waiting until the game uh, fell in price, there you go. Which you probably should have. From the start. I'm not going probably to lie. But yeah. I feel a little bit burned that I bought this for $60. But hey, man, if you're Sony and this game's been in development for this fucking long, you gotta make, though. Oh, man. I am... Gotta make as much back as you can. I am not satisfied with my purchase of The Last Guardian at $60. Cause it's I bounced game? real hard off that. Like, yeah. I'm like... I do not dig this at all. I do not dig not having control. 
That's that is the one thing that's been holding me back. Is controls. I just cannot fucking do it. If and even like shit. when you know what you want to do, but the game won't let you do it. Yeah. Oh man, I bounced real hard off that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. If you're interested, check it out for forty dollars. Oh, they man. probably also cut the price because it probably didn't sell as well as they hoped. That is most definitely the cause. Yes. But that's On not the to... only thing that got a price job drop. Yeah, hit me. Yo, we with got your best shot. If you're you him with your best into shot. that Japanese anime, there are some games related to Japanese anime. That you can buy on sale right now because Bandai Namco decided to put a put up a sale for their games. And they make a lot of that anime stuff. Including yeah. Dragon Ball Xenoverse being sold for $10. Season passes. Oh, that's a season pass bundle. But the season pass bundle spikes that up to fifty-one ninety-nine. <laughs> so there must be a lot of shit in that season pass. Yeah. Guess so. Oh, God. Yeah, there's a ton of Dragon Ball stuff there. There's Xenoverse 2, all that stuff. Wait, hold on. Wait a second. I just noticed something. The Dragon what? Ball Xenoverse season pass is $20. Dragon Ball Xenoverse is $10. But if you buy them in a bundle... You pay more money. <laughs> Explain this, PlayStation. Yeah. Wow. You you spend like $20 more. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. How hard is it just to like click two items rather than clicking one item and spending $20 more? Oh, dear God. Hopefully we save $20 for somebody. Yeah, hopefully. You always got those one-piece games. What about two pieces? Why is it always one piece? Because one piece is the name of a Japanese anime, and um, two was considered too hard for the Western audience to comprehend. <laughs> if you only have one piece, it's easier for people to comprehend. That's true. Then there's that Sword Art Online, RE, Hollow Fragment, and Hollow Realization. Hollow Fragment for four ninety nine, and Hollow Realization for forty four ninety nine. But Right on. Yeah, there's also Deluxe Editions and Season Passes. And then it's... Yeah, they don't have a lot of games. It's basically Dragon Ball, J-Star... One Piece and Sword Art Online. Yeah. Oh, there's and then there's Pac-Man. Well. There's Pac-Man on PS3. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man Championship Edition on PS3 for 250 If you're still playing on that PS3, hint by a PS4, yeah. please. Join, join the new age. Hey, man. Some people just might not be able to afford it. Well, uh... 
I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> get a second job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back to those. People uh, will get a second job for our console. Mm. That didn't work out too well for you. Well, uh, I guess here. I guess if you can't afford a PS4, maybe you can just you know at least get some free games for when you do. Yeah, Little Big Planet Hit Three us. and Not a Hero are free on PS4 for February. On PS3 and also PS4, you got Star Wall. Also on PS3, Anna Extended Edition. On Vita, you got Ninja Senki DX and Torque L, with which both are crossed by with PS4. So really, you're getting five PlayStation 4 games for free next month. Mm, that Star Wall, some ridiculous fun. Looks like fun. It's free. Only thing is, it's a local co-op only. So ah. yeah, it's a couch game, mm-hmm. similar That's to nice. Overcooked. In that, it's really fun. Just yeah. to have a lot of have friends over and do silly stuff. Little Big Planet Three, I played uh, for a little bit. It's fun. Uh, there's some really really creative levels in there. Because I mean, it's a Little Big Planet, but uh, not my platform. Though. It's really fucking floaty and just weird I at never... times, but absolutely beautiful lots of charm personality to it yeah i'm i'm definitely gonna jump into that because i've only played little big planet one i skipped two so i guess there's like a lot of there's there's gonna be a huge jump in quality i felt like there was a lot of like excitement and hype around little big planet one and two but not as much around three kind of hit with a dud i don't know but i'll definitely check it out i really haven't really cared too much about the playstation plus games for a long time now Half the time I fucking forget to even add them to my library. So, but it's so half the time easy. when I want to. Yeah, but half the time when I want to, the PlayStation Store doesn't even fucking load. Even if I go to the PlayStation Plus button on my home screen. <sighs> God damn. Sack boy. Yeah. So there you go. Um, new games, though. For the week. Give me up. Give me, give me those. Hit this shit. Yeah. If you want to buy new video games, here you fucking go. Yeah. Abzu, this isn't a new game, but you can buy it in a boxed version on PS4 if you want. Dive into a majestic underwater adventure for an artistic mind behind Journey in Flower. Abzu is a beautiful underwater adventure that evokes the dream of diving. Immerse yourself in a vibrant ocean world full of mystery and bursting with color in life. You know what else is bursting? My dick. Adventure pop. Get it? Because pop is a synonym for burst. (laughs) Huh? You get it? English, motherfucker. (laughs) God damn. All right. This game is available on PlayStation 4 digitally. Embark on an epic adventure in this all-new, super-explosive bubble shooter. Ready your can and aim the bubbles and fire away to burst through Adventure Pop. Next up is Dext on PlayStation VR Digital. This art is fucking terrifying and not the best, but uh, here's, here's the video game. From Ninja Theory, 
creators of Heavenly Sword and DMC Devil May Cry comes Dext, an on-rails VR shooter where dexterity is a must. Target and shoot flurries of enemies with two blasters, one launching ice to destroy fire and the other shooting fire to destroy ice. Thanks for explaining that. Journey through a be- journey through beautifully realized worlds and hone your skills in challenge mode before taking on the endless battle in arcade mode. Mm. There you go. What's up with Ninja Blades or Ninja Theory's fucking game, Hellblade? I have not heard a damn thing game, about it. Game looked cool. Hopefully, it comes out this year. Oh. Question. Yeah. What genre of metal would this be if it were an album cover? Um, I'm getting a real like alternative vibe. Uh, maybe maybe like a uh, progressive vibe. Maybe a little. May, you could maybe argue like psychedelic. Yeah. Mm. This next game is one I'm really excited for. It is Digimon World Next Order. Available on PlayStation 4, digital and retail. No Vita? No Vita version for this one. It was rumored, but it was cut. Darn. Welcome back to the digital world. An all-new adventure and story await. The digital world is in despair. Machine Dramons are running rampant and causing other chaos. The digital world needs your help. Recruit faithful Digimon companions and meet friends along the way to help you on this epic journey. So was this a sequel? I don't... Well, see, not many... I don't think the Digimon world games really, like, connect directly. Like, characters don't necessarily connect. But, like, it does take place in the same Digimon world. The digital world, as they call it. And, like, I don't know. I There are, like, sometimes references to the older games, but there aren't, like, really hard connections. Mm. Well, there you go. Next up is Divide on PS4. Digital. Divide is a science fiction dungeon crawl. Power up derelict complexes, unlock jammed doors, and delve into long abandoned computer networks as you dust off the secrets of the mighty... Vestige Corporation. Players explore expansive isometric environments and stroll through deep matte paintings that bring Divide's world to life. I played this game at PSX. It was pretty good. Like it? Pretty good. I liked it. Sweet. Right on. Next up on the list. Double Dragon 4. This is available on PlayStation 4 digitally. The next entry into the side-scrolling action game series, Double Dragon, is finally here. The story picks up after the elimination of the Shadow Warriors in Double Dragon 2. Experience all-new exhilarating action with the original old-school graphics. Really bringing back something old here with that one. Never played... The original Dungeon Dragons game. Double or, Dragon. Yeah. Du- God, Dungeon Dragons. You're thinking about Dungeons and Dragons because it is <laughs> Thursday night, which means Critical Role. 
I'm not. A, this is not a sponsorship. I just watched that. Yeah, it is. Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. But Double Dragon. And next up, here yeah. we go. Go, 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 go. Next up is Dynasty Warriors God Seekers on PS4 and Vita Digital. Three Kingdoms story that was never told. A simulation RPG set in the world of Dynasty Warriors series. Starring the youthful Xiao Yun, Zhao Yun, famous for his loyalty to duty and, and his sincerity in depicting alternate stories like that of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. So there you go. I just want to say, there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of fucking Dynasty Warriors games all in the same fucking time period. I just wonder how they just keep telling this shit. But hey, whatever. I st- The last Dynasty Warriors game I played was 6. That was a really long time ago. You used to love them back in the day. Yeah, we used to. Whenever I like came over when as a kid, you were always you always had section yep. of the night where we just sit down and be like, "Ooh, Dynasty Warriors." It's time. Yeah, I mean it was it's it's fun when you're a kid, just you know that power fantasy that Final Fit or uh, Final Fantasy. Wow, that Dynasty Warriors is. I'm getting everything fucking mixed up right now. What's wrong with you? You should see a doctor. I am concerned yeah. for your health. Yeah. Dude, look at this next yeah. uh, fucking hot mobile game. And the next hot mobile game coming to your PlayStation Vita is Geki Yaba Runner. Transform your mustached hero into a raging force of destruction or a super speedy gnome to overcome Geki Yaba's toughest obstacles. To face the ultimate challenge, can you overcome every hurdle? To save the princess in peril. Something about a super speedy gnome is very funny. Just like a small guy with like short legs, but the, his legs move like unnaturally yeah. fast. Yeah, and he's like as fast as a fucking cheetah. Yeah. Something funny. Next up is Hand of Fate Deluxe Edition on PS4 Digital. Deck building comes to life in Hand of Fate. An indefinitely replayable series of quests. Earn new cards, build your deck and try to defeat it. Draw your cards, play your hand, and discover your fate. The Hand of Fate Deluxe Edition includes the original game plus the Wild Cards DLC in the Murder at Sea update. There you go. This game came out last year, I want to say, and there's a sequel coming out this year. Hmm. All right. Finally, it's a real game. It got ported from PC to PS4. Yeah. Next game on the list... It's not really a new game, but it's just a release of a more complete version. It is Hitman, the complete first season. This is available on PlayStation 4, digital, and retail. Featuring all of the season 1 locations and episodes from the prologue. Paris, Sapienza, Marrakesh, Bangkok, Colorado, and Hokkaido. As Agent 47, you will perform contract hits on powerful, high-profile targets in an intense spy thriller story across a world of assassination. Yeah, apparently this game's really good. Won some Game of the Year awards, and uh, I wonder how quickly they'll be turning this around, like with Season 2. Mm, I wonder if Wait. they'll just use the same locations, or if they'll build new maps and everything for Season 2. Who knows what they'll do with Season 2. Yeah, who knows? And they also just put out that professional mode update, which is like apparently really brutal. 
but fun. So yeah. Next up is Kill the Bad Guy on PS4 Digital. It's part of a secret and mysterious society whose members have sworn to rid the world of bad guys. It's your responsibility to serve justice in the bloodiest possible way. Track the bad guys, be brutal and smart in your planning, and eliminate them one by one. This next uh, game's art is really bad as well. Yeah. <laughs> the next game is Knee Deep, available on PlayStation 4 digitally. When a washed-up actor hangs himself on location, a spotlight is cast on the backwater Florida town of Cypress Knee. Knee Deep is a crime thriller where choices matter as you investigate this mysterious suicide. Use her skills of observation, deduction, and cleverness to pull back the curtain and reveal the true story behind a swampland conspiracy. Okay. Next up, Limelight on PS4 Digital. Limelight is an elegant, minimalist puzzle game where everything takes place on lines. It's zen-inducing music and visuals simulate the experiencing of getting an A-plus on a super hard test while receiving a back massage. The controls are irreducibly simple. Move. Oh boy. Well, more line puzzles. As if we didn't get enough line puzzles with The Witness last year. Yeah. I think that should just be a thing. Whenever you're taking a test... You should just have someone give you a back massage. You should be government mandated. But only if you're getting an A plus. That's true. <laughs> like, like if once you stop, once, once you stop getting an A plus, they stop giving you a back massage, and you're like, oh shit, I got to get it back on this. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> this but, next game is about burritos. Yes, it is. Is it my turn? Yeah. It's my turn. This next game is called Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Buruta, Buri, Buruto Burrito. 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 <laughs> Road to Burrito. Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Burrito concludes the Ultimate Ninja Storm series and collects all of the DLC contact packs from Storm 4, First Storm 4, and previously exclusive pre-order bonuses. Not only will players get the Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 game and content packs, they will also get an all-new adventure, Road to Burrito, which contains many new hours of gameplay focusing on the son of Naruto. Do you think Naruto likes burritos? I would, you know, I think he could chow down on a burrito. Yeah. Who doesn't like burritos? Monsters. Burritos are just the fucking best. Oh, this is new. Oh, other highlights section on this. Oh, so this is highlight DLC now. Very cool. So Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is getting a new DLC pack sabotage, which we talked about last week with its rave in the Redwood zombies, man. Bada bing, bada tits. Paragon released a new character. You got that free weekend. Rainbow yep. Six Siege. Well, it's not PlayStation a Video, you can check out Arrival, which is a fucking great movie. Yeah, it is. Saw Hacksaw Ridge over the weekend. Did you? That is a phenomenal movie. Maybe my favorite movie of 2016. If I, I saw, saw it in 2016. So. 
on Sunday, I watched the Royal Rumble. Oh boy, how was that? That was really good. I had a steak and a baked potato, and I watched a <laughs> 30 men enter the ring, and only one left standing. Who won? Randy Orton. Hmm. Wasn't he an NFL player? What? <laughs> Randy Orton. He played for the fucking Broncos. I, I think you... No, that's Kyle Orton. Never mind. Okay. I watched... <laughs> I watched John Cena beat up AJ Styles. With style? Sure. However much style you get there. I watched Charlotte defend her WWE Raw Women's Championship. Still undefeated on pay-per-view. So how long is this fucking thing? So the whole event, like, it has... There were a couple of matches before the actual Rumble itself. So that took a while. But once the Rumble started, the Rumble itself took, like, maybe an hour, 45 minutes. Hmm. Because it starts with two people in the ring, and then every two minutes, another person enters. So at, like, one point, there could be, like, ten people in the ring. (laughs) You know, that sounds like it could be fun to watch if you're watching with other people and you're all getting really drunk. I was. I had my huge stein full of... I made a big rum job, which, for those of Mm. you out there who doesn't know, who don't know, you pour in some Captain Morgan... And some orange soda. And it is fantastic. Yeah. But you know how big that stein is, right? Yeah. Yeah. I made like a huge rum job. (laughs) Had a steak and a potato. Nice. And that was a good night. Sounds fucking great. Looking forward to the Puppy Bowl this weekend. Might do a similar thing. Yeah. The Puppy Bowl is always fun to watch. Do that while playing. There's also this thing called the Super Bowl. I'm not watching that. Really? Fuck Tom Brady. Fuck the Patriots. So you're a, you want the Falcons to win? Yeah, but I'm not committed enough to actually watch the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just hoping for a good game. Matty Ice, go do your job. Julio Jones, be... make them look silly. Yeah. There's a few things here on my my side of the table. I would like to see the Falcons win because I like Matt Ryan. I like Julio Jones. I think there's a fucking great team there. And it would would just be nice to see someone else win. But, one, I want to see Roger Goodell hand Tom Brady the fucking trophy at the end. Just because, I mean, if nobody followed the NFL, there was a big shit show between both of them beginning of the year and last year and stuff. Deflate gate. I just think that would be fun to watch. Tom Brady just kind of decks him, maybe crop dust him as he walks off the stage. Just push him over and teabag him. Yeah. Also, I mean, kind of be crazy if he won another Super Bowl, though. That would be the most all-time. I don't really think we'll ever see another team like this for a very long time in the NFL. I mean... A team this dominant. when, When your team cheats every single time and gets away with it every single time. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. You don't know that. Bill Belichick, watch your back. <laughs> yeah, pretty <sighs> shit. Watch Super Bowl. I was curious, like two weekends ago or whatever, when he 
championship games were on. And I was like, how many people actually watched the Super Bowl? And I looked it up, and it was the 2015 Super Bowl, the Seahawks-Patriots two years ago. 114 million people watched that thing. It's like, holy fuck, that's a lot. Yeah, but uh, I'm not going to look up the number now. The number is significantly higher for the World Cup final. Oh, I can imagine. Because, you know, international audience and everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Football's just massive over here. I mean, there are some fans overseas, but, like, it's it's almost nothing to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, football is the biggest sport in America, but then, you know, outside, you know, football is probably not really that big in the world, to be honest with you. I mean, real football Most. is. Yeah, exactly. You know, where they actually play with their feet. That is. And a round ball. That is the world's most popular sport. The beautiful game, as they call it. I feel it. like basketball is gaining in popularity, too. It is, it is. It's good. But this isn't a sports podcast, and we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyways, this is episode 47 of the PlayStation Report. Thanks for watching. Um, or listening, or doing what you do. You can follow us on iTunes, check us out on YouTube, share with your fucking friends, your mom, your dad, your grandma, why not? Um, you can follow us on Twitter at PlayStation Report Podcast, at PS Report Podcast. You can fucking email us at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com. You can find Frank on Twitter at the Arctic Sloth. You can find me on Twitter at PluggedOnVids. That's my YouTube channel. Good job. Till next week. See y'all later. Some corn on the cob. Oh, yeah. We out.